Um, last week, we did Genesis 16, verses 1 through 6, I believe. And who, who remembers what we had been going over? What, what was happening in Genesis 16, verses 1 through 6? Yeah, yeah, and so remember in chapter 15, God had renewed the, the covenant promise with Abram um, about an heir, and now here we see Abram and Sarai, they are trying to, well, well God made this promise, let's make it happen, right? Help Let's help him along. Like God needs our help, um, and so they they come up with this plan. Um, it was actually Sarah's idea to get her maid servant Hagar involved, and and so you know what we see here is man's effort in trying to do God's will, um, and it creates a big mess. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, and so Hagar becomes pregnant, and we notice that Hagar begins to despise Sarai, right? Because, you know, she knows that her child's going to be taken from her and not be her child, but Sarah's child. And, and so this makes Sarai mad, and she, who does she blame? Yeah, she blames she blames her husband. You know, it's like, and you know, may the wrong done to me be on you. Yeah, it's all your fault. And it's just it's taken us back to the garden, right? When when Adam and Eve sinned, and you know, um, the, the woman you gave me, you know, that was Adam's response to God. Um, and so, verse 6, you know, but Abram said to Sarai, Behold, your servant is in your power. Do to, do to her as you please. Then Sarai dealt harshly with her, and she fled from her. And that, that's where we left off. She was a wife, and then now she's not a wife anymore. Yeah, yeah, she kind of got demoted. Yeah. Um, say so. Yeah. yeah. And so let's, let's pick up in verse 7. We're going to try to get through the end of this chapter today. It says, The angel of the Lord found her by a spring of water in the wilderness, the spring on the way to Shur. And he said, Hagar, servant of Sarai, where have you come from and where are you going? She said, I am fleeing from my mistress, Sarai. The angel of the Lord said to her, Return to your mistress and submit to her. The angel of the Lord also said to her, I will surely multiply your offspring so that they cannot be numbered for multitude. And the angel of the Lord said to her, Behold, you are pregnant and shall bear a son. You shall call his name Ishmael, because the Lord has listened to your affliction. He shall be a wild donkey of a man, his hand against everyone and everyone's hand against him. And he shall dwell over against all his kinsmen. 
So she called the name of the Lord who so she called the name of the Lord who spoke to her, You are a God of seeing. For she said, Truly here I have seen him who looks after me. Therefore the well was called Ber Lahai Roy. It lies between Kadesh and Barad. And Hagar bore Abram a son, and Abram called the name of his son whom Hagar bore Ishmael. Abram was 86 years old when Hagar bore Ishmael to Abram. All right, so a lot going on here. Hagar has fled. She's uh, off. Um, and where did she flee to? Where do we find her? A spring, right? Opposing condition and position in verse 6 to verse 7. Sarai dealt harshly with her mm-hmm. and she fled. Yep. And then the angel of the Lord found her by a spring of water in the wilderness. It's almost like she landed in a beautiful place. Well, I mean, she, she's in the wilderness. Um, she finds a spring. A spring is always good to find in the wilderness, isn't it? <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, where is she running towards? Where is she on the way to? Sure, yeah. Anybody know what sure is or where sure is? You're not sure? <laughs> yeah, sure, uh, it's, it's, the name sure actually means wall. Um, and it is, uh, it's, it's kind of like a border uh, on the way to Egypt. Why would she be going to Egypt? She's an Egyptian. She's an Egyptian, right? Oh, okay. Yeah, um, and so she's trying to go back home. Um, yeah, and so she's, she's running away, running back home. Um, and who is it that finds her along the way? An angel of the Lord, right? Um, is that Jesus? Well, we don't know if this is a theophany or not. Um, it, it could be one of God's angels. It could be a theophany. Sometimes the angel of the Lord, uh, God presents himself as the angel of the Lord sometimes in the Old Testament. Um, it's not super clear in this passage that it's God, um, but it could be. Um, but the Lord, the Lord is all capitalized, just like uh, in Psalms, if that makes a difference. Well, it, it is, um, and, but, it, but it also... Angel the angel of the Lord, yeah. And, if he, and he predicts, he makes a, I will surely multiply your prophet. The angel of the Lord yeah. says, I will surely. Yeah. So it's almost like more it, than just an angel. Yeah, yeah, it, it, perhaps. It's, it's up for debate. We'll just put it that way. <laughs> um, and, and what does the angel ask Hagar? Yeah, where where have you come from, and where are you going? Have 
Have we seen similar questions like that before? Yeah. Where are you? What have you done? Right. Yeah. Where are you? Where are you? What have you done? Yeah. And so it's it harkens us again back to Genesis three, um, Adam and Eve. They're hiding from God. They're they're running as well, right? Um, and God pursues them, finds them, and challenges them. Um, and here, uh, God is challenging Hagar as well. Uh, yeah, and so, I mean, whether this was God or the angel of the Lord, uh, th- these questions aren't so much for the angel's knowledge. The angel already knows all about Hagar, where she was coming from and where she was running to. Um, He wants Hagar to to think about these things. And so that's why the questions are asked. Um, How does Hagar respond? Yeah, she's, I'm running, right? I'm fleeing from my mistress. mistress. Um, yeah. Not pretending. Yeah. She's, she's not, there's no pretense here. It's, yeah. it's all out in the open. And so what we have here, we have a picture of this woman that has really been abused, mm-hmm. has been put in a situation that wasn't right, um, and, and she's running from it. Uh, which could could any one of us blame her for running? Not really, right? Yeah, I mean, we we hear about situations all the time, particularly women who are in a bad spot. Um, and they need to get out of the home. Uh, they need someplace safe. Um, and so, you know, Hagar is no different. Now, I'm not saying that Abram was someone who, who beat people. I don't think that's the case. Um, but her, her mistress was treating her harshly, whatever that means. Um, and her, her life was rough. And what had been promised of her was also taken away. And, and so she was running. Um, and, and part of this, maybe she, she wanted to keep her child for herself as well. Um, and, and so here, here we see she's, she's honest with the angel. But what does the angel tell her to do? Go back. Yeah, and submit. And submit. Now, would you give that advice to Hagar? If I could protect her. <laughs> if you could protect her? If I could protect her in the submission. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because she's going to have a baby, and she needs protection, and she needs security. Mm-hmm. She needs a place to call home. Yeah. She doesn't need to be out there on the road looking, going backwards. So, yeah, yeah I would, if I could protect her. Okay. Which obviously this angel 
has the ability to do. Yeah, yeah. She had been mistreated. It doesn't seem like the, the thing that you would normally recommend to do. <laughs> it doesn't seem that way, does it? No. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's not our, yeah. 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 That's the, so for some reason, she needs to go back. Yeah. See, there's a yeah. protection there because she has no idea what the head of it is. Mm-hmm. And, and the advice is, we, you know, go back because I'm in it. Mm-hmm. I'm leading the way. Yeah. He's in it. Yeah. Yeah. In life, where God will call us to something that's hard, mm-hmm. call us to something that's difficult, um, and it's it's a challenge. I, I'm sure this is the last thing Hagar wanted to hear, right? To go back, that that's not what she wanted, and yet this is what God is commanding of her to return. And to submit. What about this word submit? What do you guys think about that word? Not easy. Submission is sometimes difficult in good situations. Mm-hmm. Just because of our nature. Yeah. But submission in a harsh situation requires um, grace. Yeah. Humility. Yeah. Maybe it does have to do with what you were saying about people wanting to keep the baby for herself, you know, uh, as opposed to uh, giving it to uh, Abram and Sarah. Yeah. So her will versus theirs. Yeah. Turn to Ephesians chapter 6. Starting earlier in chapter 5, you get, you get Paul giving instructions to the church in Ephesus on kind of right relationships. And he talks about husbands and wives. He talks about children and parents and at the beginning of 6. And then in verse 5, it says, so chapter 6, verse 5, it says, Bond servants, obey your earthly masters with fear and trembling, with a sincere heart as you would Christ not by the way of eye service as people pleasers, but as bondservants of Christ, doing the will of God from the heart, rendering service with a good will as to the Lord and not to man, knowing that whatever good anyone does, this he will receive back from the Lord, whether he is a bondservant or is free. And so we see this calling upon uh, the, the slaves during Paul's time to be obedient to their masters, to serve them as, a, as if they were serving Christ. Um, and that's a hard message to hear today. Why, why is that? America's history. America's history, yeah. We got a, a terrible history when it comes to slavery, don't we? 
But I mean, I don't think America's much different than the rest of the world either. Slavery's existed, it still exists today. Yeah, we love our autonomy, don't we? We do. We love our freedom. Land of the free, home of the brave, right? Um, yeah. That's how we roll, so Yeah. Yet when we read scripture, we come to passages like this. We come to passages like Paul, every time he introduces himself in any letter, he always calls himself a servant of Christ or a, a slave of Christ. Um, and there, there is something about the Christian life that is... It, it is a submissive act to be a Christian. Um, we are... Submit, or we are bending our will to God's will, if that makes sense. Um, I think that's why so many young people struggle with faith today. Christ is yeah. they're free not having fun, right? If <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, and it's and like like what you're saying, autonomy has become the the new highest moral. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm going to be my own person. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can't tell me who I am. I tell you who I am. Um, that's not how life really works, though. So. You know, we, we do not choose who we are. God chooses who we are. Mm-hmm. Um, and God puts us in positions that he wants us in. And that's the picture right here that we just read. Yeah. Yeah. Submit. Go back and submit. Yeah. So that's us in a way. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, and and this is what we see, right? Verse ten, the, what does the angel say to her? I will surely multiply your offspring so that they cannot be numbered for multitude. And so this sounds familiar too, doesn't it? The, the, the promise that was given to Abram, now we see a similar promise given to Hagar um, that through this son, Ishmael, uh, there will be a multitude. Um, and, and so it, it's not like God is telling her, go back and submit. Your life's just going to be terrible. Just deal with it. Uh, that's not what he's saying. Mm-hmm. He's saying there is goodness in your future. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and reading a little further, verse 11, you know, behold, you are pregnant and shall bear a son. You shall call his name Ishmael because the Lord has listened to your affliction. He shall be a wild donkey of a man, his hand against everyone and everyone's hand against him. And he shall dwell over against all his kinsmen. Was this the Arab nation that was Ishmael? Yeah, I mean, that's who a lot of Arabs would claim would be their descendant, they're descended from. Um, You know, it's, 
you know, I'm not a genealogist, so I'm not exactly sure how accurate that would be, but um, but we do know that this is the promise of God for Hagar through Ishmael. Um, now, what is what does the name Ishmael mean? Does anybody know? God hears, right? Right? And so you'll call him Ishmael. God hears because the Lord has listened to your affliction. And so what has God heard? Her mistreatment. Her mistreatment, right? Her affliction. And he's heard it all. Yeah, he's heard it all. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that definitely harkens back to this, wasn't it? Yeah. It wasn't, but that's a great that's a great insight. You think about the book of Exodus. What what do we see in Exodus? You know, um, God telling Moses, "I have heard, you know, the cries of my people, um, and I I'm going to free them." Um, and so you think about this: this God who hears. Is that comforting in any way? Yeah. Yeah. It's really comforting, isn't it? In his hearing, there's the hope of redemption. Yeah. Yeah. From all kinds of to the greatest. Mm-hmm. Redemption is available because he hears where his people are um, yeah. crying out. Yeah. I think it would kind of be like a check on Sarah, too, or Sarai, when she goes back and names this baby God hears, every time, you know, they're referring to Ishmael, it's like reminding Sarai mm-hmm. that God hears, God knows what is going on here, God knows yeah. the wrong that you've done to me. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I think, as, as we were talking, that that's why she was to go back. There were lessons to be learned for all the characters in this story. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Life lessons. Everybody needs to grow up, don't they? Everybody needs to, yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah. yeah there's things to be learned here in this school. Yeah. One thing I, I've learned from being a pastor over the years is that People, when they are in trouble, people, when they are hurt, when they are in crisis, a lot of times they just want to be heard. They, they want to be able to voice what's going on. Um, and here we have a God that listens. And that's there's just something comforting about that. There's something that's uh, uh, unique about that. Um, a, a lot of religions, pagan religions, or uh, they have their gods, right? Mm. Yet it takes a lot to get them to listen. They're kind of indifferent, aren't they? Just kind of... Well, they could be indifferent or not caring, um, and so, you know, like, y- you think of uh, the prophets of Baal, and they're, they're trying to, they want rain, right? Mm-hmm. 
um, and they're doing all this stuff. They're they're lashing their bodies and uh, and performing all these things. Um, and uh, or, or they want fire. They want fire on the and and they're doing all these things. And uh, the the prophet tells them, you know, where is your God? Yeah. Maybe he's going to the bathroom. Yeah. You know, why isn't he listening to you guys? And they're crying out with all their might, and nothing's happening. Because um, they're not gods at all. Yeah. Um, but we have a God who, who listens to our cries and, and, and listens to all that's going on in our lives. Um, and we have a God that's honest, too, right? He, he talks about who this boy Ishmael shall be. He shall be a wild donkey of a man who... Who, who wants to be a wild donkey of a man? What does that even mean? <laughs> Stubborn? And strong. Yeah, strong. Yeah. There, there, there's some characteristics there that could be good and bad both at the same time, right? Um, and you see there's going to be animosity, right? Between him and, and everyone else, it seems like. Um, especially his kinsmen. Um, and this is, uh, and, and we'll see this, uh, it, it's going to come to fruition. Um, and so, but God's being honest with her and he, he, he's saying, you know, I, I'm just going to lay it all out here for you. This is what's going to happen, um, with your son. Uh, it's going to be a challenge for him in life. Um, Yeah. There's no sugar coating, is there? There's no sugarcoating, yeah. Um, and yet God had placed this calling upon her to go back, mm-hmm. to submit, and that was what she was to do. Um, and, you know, just to finish this off, you know, she, she called the name of the Lord who spoke to her, You are a God of seeing. For she said, truly here I have seen him who looks after me. And what a response, right? So not only is he a God who who listens, but he sees as well. And so God has seen not only her affliction, but God has seen her. He's the one who sought her out. And he came to her. And so it's, it's... it kind of incredible that, you know, God would pay such close attention to this maidservant um, who was looked down upon and mistreated. It sounds like she's become a believer now because yeah. she, she attributes the fact that he sees her and now I have seen him yeah. who looks after me. So that's a... Yeah. Well, that's a faith statement right there. Yeah. Yeah, and, and then she names the well Bear Lahoy Lahai Roy, um, which also has a meaning. Um, it means uh, well of the living one who sees me. Um, and so she names the spot where God spoke to her. Um, and... We see that she bears a son. Abram calls him, names him Ishmael. Um, 
And Abram was probably thinking the promise has been answered, right? That's probably what's in his mind. But it hasn't been. And, and we will see that coming up a little later. Um, but we'll finish there for right now. Any thoughts or questions before we close in prayer? Interesting that Abram uses the name that God told Hagar to use. So Hagar had to have reiterated this whole scene. Probably. Yeah, probably she shared everything that went down in the wilderness. And so Abram submitted to the vision as well mm -hmm. by naming him Ishmael. Yeah. He didn't rebel. Yeah. I'm just struck. Uh, so many people, I think, uh, view God as being far off and you know, not, not taking an interest in what's going on in their lives. And this is a reminder that you know, yeah. God is not that way. That no, he's, he's close, not. close by and that he cares very much about what's going on. Yeah. I, yeah. I just find that very comforting. Yeah, the hairs of our heads are numbered. Mm -hmm. Yeah. All right, let's, let's pray. Father, we do thank you for your word, and we thank you just for uh, the lives of Abram, Sarai, Hagar, and Ishmael. And uh, we, we thank you for uh, what you did in their lives. Um, and, and we thank you for who you are, that you are a God who listens, that you are a God who sees. Um, and even in our darkest times, you come to us, Lord, and, and sometimes you, you, you lay down the challenge for us, uh, asking us to submit. And we pray that you would work in our hearts and our minds that we would submit to you. Um, as much as we battle against that, uh, we, we need to be in your will. And so uh, move us uh, through the power of your Holy Spirit uh, that we may be in your will. We can't do this in our own strength. We need your help. We pray these things in Christ's name. Amen. Amen.